Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. I never, ever get over the excitement, the delight, and the pure astonishment, no matter how many times it happens, with a client who reaches that point where they've made a huge breakthrough. And the reason I wanted to share this with you today is because just this thing happened this last week. And, you know, I'm working with people a lot who are making progress. So progress is always celebrated. That always feels great. Every small step forward is always an opportunity to feel for me and for them you know, joy and excitement and pleasure at being on a path that feels better than the path you were on and that there's, you know, there's light at the end of whatever tunnel you've been in. But this particular story I want to share with you without revealing any details at all, but just some of the background because I'm certain a lot of you will resonate with this. And I really, really want to tell this story because this is not this is a long story we've been working together for almost a year and when I first met this person she was suffering with you know something you'll be familiar with many of you anxiety and depression and panic attacks like like the whole package and this wasn't just a recent thing this was something she'd been struggling with since her teens so we're not talking like Oh, it just popped up in my 40s. Until then, I was fine. This is a long-term issue. And what had happened was suddenly there had been an increase in panic attacks. Like She was getting more and more panic attacks. And obviously, that was frightening and distressing. And no way she wanted to be living her life. She was trying to hold down a job at the same time. And understandably... It, it just, when stuff like that happens, it overwhelms every part of your life. So we started to work together and she didn't believe that she could be happy. She didn't believe that she could really put herself first. She cared so much about other people and caring for other people that there was no room for her. She almost felt you know, I may be putting words in her mouth, I'm telling a story and she's not here and, and you don't know who she is, but a sense of guilt almost of, no, I can't, I can't do things for me because that means not doing things for other people. So her whole being was was projected to give and yet, and yet there was nothing for her. So through the first few months she began to make enough progress clearly that she wanted to continue with it she the frequency of panic attacks you know they kind of went away there was and we moved to a place where she was 
feeling more like she was on top of things. So the anxiety wasn't constant. The panic attacks weren't happening, except very sporadically. Um, and, and there was progress being made, like life was better. And I, I did a podcast the other day that said, you know, there's no good or bad, right or wrong. Uh, life is all amazing or life is all rubbish. It's, you know, life is, is a roller coaster, frankly. And there are ups and downs and it's, it's being able to really dive into the pleasurable moments and have, build a store of resilience that enables you to work through the times where life just throws you massive curveballs. But you can really enjoy the great moments and you can know and have the resources and tools to get through life that's not being kind to you, frankly. Um, and so she was, she was doing, she was doing okay, okay enough that we moved from working very, very closely on a frequent basis to just, you know, occasionally touching base. And I had this sense that there was a plateauing. And here's the thing, whether you know this or not. It is not my place, whatever I think, whatever I see as, you know, to me and to you, maybe you, maybe you have friends uh, and you, you're on the outside and you can see, oh goodness, I can see what's happening here. I can see that maybe, you know, we do this as friends, don't we? We dive in and go, oh, I think you should do this and you should do that. And we think we're being helpful. And as a, a hypnotherapist, as a therapist, I can't do that can't do that that's not my job to do that my job is to help people as best I can to find their own way to find the solutions for them on their terms in ways that make sense for them I can help people find themselves but I can't go here this is what you look like this is what you should be doing that's not it so sometimes it can be sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating because you can see so clearly something that someone's just not yet ready and may never be ready to acknowledge you know maybe it's not right for them to do that maybe that's not the journey that's right for them maybe you know I'm not the right person for them to be working with sometimes the right person is right now and then another time a different person is right. And I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe we've reached that point where, you know, perhaps it'd be right for her to maybe work with someone else to get a different perspective to, you know, or maybe maybe where she is, is, is from her point of view, good enough. And, and that's, that's for her to decide, not for me, what we want in our lives, what is good enough for us right now, only we can decide. So, but I was reassured always that she wanted to continue working with me. No matter what, she wanted to continue working. So whether I was seeing, oh gosh, maybe we've just reached a plateau. As long as she wanted to continue working together, that's all that mattered. I was there for her on her terms. So each time it would be, okay, so where are we? Where, where do we want to go? What, what, how can I help in this moment? And I always work with people on a moment by moment basis. I don't have a grand plan. <laughs> and neither should you. There's no grand plan. There's, where are you right now? What do we focus on in this moment? Because all we have is right now. I wasn't there last week 
when you were panicking. I wasn't there and I'm not gonna be there tomorrow. You and I are here together right in this moment. So what do we want to focus on now? This is the joy of working one-to-one, which is not to say there aren't a whole host of things you can do remotely, you know, not connected. There are things you can do for yourself that I advise all the time. Anyway, what you might be thinking, oh, God, tell me, tell me, tell me what happened, what happened? So, last time I spoke to her, um, yeah, she was kind of ticking along, ticking along. Life, you know, there was some good stuff happening in her life, some, some stuff that made her very happy. But, oh, and things were improving slightly. So one of the things that she had taken on board, and this is, this is great. So she had taken on board, she was still, you know, having this background anxiety that would crop up more often than not, you know, it was there in the background, you know, there were days where it was better, but days where it was worse. And I'd said to her at some point, I said, look, this isn't for everyone, but just to lower that background level of anxiety, why don't you, you know, how do you feel about trying cold showers? If you listen to my podcast a lot, you'll know I did a whole episode on cold showers. So if you haven't listened to that already and you want to know, go look that up. I think it's called Cold Showers of Invention. And a lot of people, you know, I might suggest that to you. And I explained how that works, you know, how that can really support you in day-to-day management of, of anxiety to reduce the levels so you can think clearly and generally just enjoy your life more. And some people will go, no, doesn't matter how bad they feel, we'll go, oh, no, that's not for me. And that's fine. As I said, I can offer, a, an old coach of mine used to say, I can offer you a chocolate, but you don't have to accept it. I'm just offering it. But bless her cotton socks, she, she, said, she was curious enough to go, yeah, okay, I, I'm up for trying that. So she'd been using this and she said, yeah, yeah, I'm finding it helpful, which was, which was great. And you will also know probably that I frequently recommend meditation. It's been transformational in my life. And I have a, 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 a what am I trying to say? I have a, <laughs> come hell or high water, I'm gonna meditate every day, even if it's only once, but, but often I'll do it twice. It's transformational, so many levels, there's so much science around it, so I'm committed to it. I can recommend, again, I offer the chocolate, the meditation chocolate, people can take it or not take it. And I'm sure, over the, you know, given we've been working together for nearly a year, I would have mentioned this on many occasions, but I, it was never a, you should be doing this. It's just, this can be helpful. And I didn't even know whether she, I don't, I don't think she never said whether she was doing it or not doing it. And we may, you know, in passing, have talked about yoga. It's something I wholeheartedly think is amazing. I don't do it all the time, but it is a wonderful thing. Um, Again, it wasn't something I'd ever said, oh, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? You know, because I'm not there to be, as I've said, offering like a shopping list of solutions. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? You know, I'm I'm there to work journey with people to to help them it's like we journey together on a path um however this last week it turns out she says she's feeling amazing she hasn't felt she can't remember the last time she felt anxious which is like unheard of 
And she's been, her words, engaging in self-care. To the extent that, we didn't mention the called showers, I didn't ask her about it. She's been, she's introduced a new routine to her life of waking up, coffee, yoga, meditation, work. But more than that, she has begun to realize that she has an absolute fascination and delight in uh, crystals and crystal healing and relate and incense and, you know, the more esoteric, shall we say, uh, end of things, end of things. I don't know how to kind of group all that stuff together, but you know, what, when I was trying as a hypnotherapist, what my instructor described or we collectively described as hippie shit. And I and I say that with the greatest respect because I actually, this was the interesting thing, she'd said, well, I wasn't sure whether you'd be into this. I had an inkling, but you know, people, she said, oh, that was it. She introduced this with, don't laugh when I tell you this. And I, why would I laugh? I love secretly, everybody, I've mentioned this in other recordings. I've done it all. I've done angels, crystals, energy healing. I love it. It's just not the thing that I'm drawn to as as something I can be good at delivering for other people. But, you know, if you said to me, listen, Shirley, I booked an afternoon. We're going to do crystals. We're going to do energy healing. We're going to do angels. I'd, I'd be there in a shot. I'd go, I'm there. Yep. Let's do it. I love it but she didn't know this and she said I've just discovered she showed me some books she'd bought and shops you know where she'd been going and wandering into crystal shops and just feeling like she discovered part of herself and I know this is just another step on her journey she knows that too but it's as if she suddenly realized she suddenly give herself, given herself permission to live and to live life on her terms and not be totally driven by, yeah, I've got to pay the bills, I've got to do this job, there's no time for me, I have to do this, I have to do that, which was where she was for the first time ever. She's caring for herself. And she said, this really is the first time ever. I'm just gonna find my notes that I wrote down again without revealing anything personal at all the one thing this is her phrase the one thing i've done for myself the one thing in her entire life i've done for myself she said i feel like a new person and that's not the first time i've heard those words but as i said at the beginning of this recording it doesn't matter how many times I hear that, I feel the same joy, the same celebration. Like if you've played a part, no matter how small, in someone discovering themselves, in finally feeling, you know, overcoming something that's been holding them back, making them feel small, making them feel undervalued, uncared for, frightened, anxious, And even if you've played no part, they're just someone you care about. There's there's few better feelings than that. 
So that's what I want to share with you. So if you're, you know, and there's so many reasons why this would be interesting to hear because just just that kind of, oh yeah, that's lovely. I really like that feeling. And I've had that too with, you know, my, my mother, my sister, my friend, um, or I've had that myself. It's been, it's incredible. Or if you're in that place of thinking this couldn't happen for you, you know, this is the stuff of other people's lives. Take heart because if you can overcome this after decades of struggle and suddenly find yourself, if this isn't just a new thing you've experienced in midlife, like struggle has been, anxiety, depression has been your story, I'm not saying there's a cure for life and troubles and difficulties or even that everybody will have the, you know, there's no, I hate that American phrase, but it's so, everybody knows what it means, that cookie cutter approach, no formula. There's just a journey. But if you do what this lovely lady did and just keep taking steps forwards, just small steps, small steps, even when you feel like you're not even, you know, you're plateauing, you may not feel like you're making progress, but something is helping you're not quite sure even what you don't have to be i want you to know there's light at the end of the tunnel that it could be that you are that person that finds yourself so take heart from that and um yeah just want to share my excitement about that <sighs> so lovely and I haven't even mentioned all the grief, you know, all the grief that's happened in this person's life. You know, this is a story that so many of us could relate to, but in some ways, like more, you know, some people you think, oh no, oh really? Like you just want to cover your fa face with, you can't believe they're going to tell you something that's even more awful than the last thing they told you. And that is the way of some people's lives. Not all good, not all bad, not all happy, not all sad. But despite all of that, she has started on a new journey and a journey that feels exciting for her for the first time. So I look forward to talking to you on another episode very soon. Not tomorrow, in fact. And um, have a great day. Please share. As you know, please share on social media and comment over at the Mental Wealth Factory. And I'll catch you again tomorrow. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.